The questions you always had. The answers you were never given. The place to seek the truth. Welcome to Veritas. Before we begin with this week's interview, I wanted to share something I plan to add in the not-too-distant future. A number of people have contacted me through the years asking if I could record some guided meditations. And the time has come to do so, especially during these unpredictable and stressful times. I'll have more information for you very soon. This will be another benefit for our Veritas family. There are two reasons people who listen to this program don't usually fit in. One, you think for yourselves. And two, you don't care what others think about you. Why can people see the truth? Because they are genetically modified digital beings living inside the matrix. And we are analog organic beings. Yuri Besmanov once said many years ago, quote, Exposure to true information does not matter anymore. A person who is demoralized is unable to assess true information. The facts tell him nothing. Even if I shower him with information, with authentic proof, with documents and pictures, he will refuse to believe it. That's the tragedy of the situation of demoralization. End quote. Other people's morals have been debased. Education becomes indoctrination. Entertainment becomes hypnotism. Criminals become leaders. And lies become truth. To learn more, stay with us. You are listening to Veritas. If this is your first time, welcome home. To listen to tonight's full interview and all of our material, join the Veritas family and click on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. You can make your purchase with a credit card, PayPal, cash, check, money order, and even cryptocurrency. We are now accepting Bitcoin, Litecoin, Ethereum, and more. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store for focused life force energy, MMS, rebounders, CBD pure hemp oil, pure organic sulfur, flash drives with all our Sanitas and Veritas seasons, and other great products. And if you want to get in touch with Mel, want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion, or have feedback, just click on the contact button of our website at veritasradio.com. And now, here's your host, Mel Hostelrick. Thomas Sheridan is an author, artist, and filmmaker from Dublin, Ireland, who came to international recognition in 2011 with a book titled Puzzling People, The Labyrinth of the Psychopath. In recent times, his work has been featured in some of the world's largest media outlets as an interest in his work into serial killers, occult history, and mind-control cults continues to grow and has resulted in Thomas Sheridan becoming a much sought-after public speaker due to his entertaining, if at times hilariously funny and informative style of presentation. Sheridan offers a holistic approach to all the topics he covers, believing that by re-examining everything from art, mythology, the occult, and onto social engineering, that this can equip us with what he terms a consciousness firewall in the face of pathological forces. His mantra of feck em if they can't take a joke has become a clarion call for others to never allow the dark forces of this world to wash over us, as well as to never take ourselves or what we believe in too seriously. And directly from Dublin, Ireland, I'd like to welcome Thomas Sheridan. Hello, Thomas. How are you? 
Hi, Mel. I'm delighted to actually be here. When I told some of my friends I was coming on this show, especially the Jason and Timony over, my colleagues at the Beyond Room 313 YouTube channel, they were like kids. They were all excited because they're huge fans <laughs> of the show. So uh, I'm delighted to be here, and so are other people too. Thank you. Thank you very much. Well, Thomas, you have a lot to discuss, and I want to begin by asking you what you think. Well, but first of all, for those who don't know you, from this platform. Give us your story, the background beyond what I read. Well, I mean, I just was a, a regular working class guy who grew up on the north side of Dublin, Ireland, and uh, grew up in the late 70s as a teenager, early 80s, left school, had a great time in the music scene in Ireland, uh, low, you know, had a really good time, then had an adventure going to America, played in a band, played in two bands, uh, had a bit of had a great time there, ended up going back to, to night school and studying graphic design and ended up working in corporate field. Came back to Ireland, started just doing, picking up, doing regular things. Uh, I, was, I, was, I was interested in art and painting, so I did that for a while in illustration. And uh, always interested in 40 and then offbeat topics and things like, we're going back forever, mind control and serial killers and stuff like that. And uh, I started making a video about experiences I had with individuals when I worked on Wall Street that they were comparable to serial killers, except they didn't actually kill anybody, but they were definitely have that behavior. And so I started making videos on YouTube about 11 years ago uh, uh, on the subject, and this is where I am now. And uh, I wrote a book called Puzzling People, The Labyrinth of the Psychopath, which is quite a good seller. And it gave me a life, a kind of an alternative life, and it allowed me to then talk about all the other things like I'm interested in, like mysteries and ancient sites and uh, all kinds of things. You know, very much a 40 and very much a person interested in the mysteries of the, of the, of the world and the mysteries of the mind and the, hist the mysteries of history. And so I was very fortunate that, that that gave me a life. And I've been basically doing that ever since. And, uh, you know, it's uh, – I feel like I'm actually following my dharma in that sense. So I'm very grateful to, I'm very fortunate to be where I am. So, you know, that's basically my story. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's it. I can't really add much more to that than the bio. You said something interesting there, mysteries of history. I'm always fascinated by the way history is presented to us, his hyphen story. Uh, I believe that most of the history that we have learned in our indoctrination growing up has been a lie. If you told me that 10 years ago, I would think that you were a conspiracy theorist. But now I truly, truly, nope, don't believe. I know that most of our history has been changed. Have you come to that conclusion since you call it mysteries of history? Oh, I came to that conclusion when I was quite young. I used to get my bicycle and cycle around Ireland visiting the ancient sites. And one, one particular we have these farmers famous for these round towers. They're all about 100 feet high and they're all over the country. And they were told that they were built by the early Christians when they came to Ireland, but they, they don't conform with any kind of Christian architecture anywhere. And they, the whole thing was that they said, well, it couldn't have been built pre-Christian because they used Roman technology in terms of the cement mortar. And I pointed out that, you know, people in Ireland had boats. They could have easily went to Europe and learned this technology and brought it back. And I started to like look into that and discovered that basically they'd said that these round towers were built in the early Middle Ages 
because they just decided there was no proof of anything else. And then I said, well, that makes no sense at all because these things are obviously much older. And I, then I found much later in life, I found a smoking gun proof that, that there was an ancient Irish manuscript that spoke about the the round towers, seven, 17 of them or so, being damaged in a, an earthquake that hit the country. And this was supposedly five or 600 years before they were supposed to have even been constructed. So I knew right then there was lies and all that history. And then when I started looking at other places, you know, the biggest shock for me was discovering that the Middle Ages probably didn't exist. That was one of the, and there's only three books in the Vatican to actually prove that the Middle Ages existed. And so, like, yeah, when they talk about great resets, they've been doing the great resets in history for a long time. What do you think of these coins that I've seen lately that lead me to believe that perhaps the elites or whoever's behind changing the cultural editors changed the time and added maybe a thousand years? And instead of, an, for example, you see uh, the year 1492, but you see a J or an I, as is Jesus or Yesu, and then the time. Do you think that perhaps they added years to Confucius further? Oh, you got it. They, I, I'm pretty sure they may have added a thousand years to the calendar. Uh, there's definitely the, 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 the period between Pope, uh, uh, what was his name? Pope, uh, I think it was, I can't remember his name, a company later. He was the Pope in 1000 AD, and he was actually a practicing occultist. The period between his uh, his period, Pope Sylvester, Sylvester, that's the one. Sylvester second now, not the first. And then what? And about like one thousand AD, from about like up to about sixteen hundred, just very strange anomalies prior to that. And there were some Russian scientists who discovered that using lunar calendar, sorry, eclipse calendars that they discovered that there's no way these eclipses could have happened when they said they did in these ancient manuscripts. And these ancient manuscripts are modern forgeries, probably from the 17 or 1800s or maybe a bit earlier. And they deducted that the Middle Ages didn't exist and probably famous people who Christianized Europe, such as Charlemagne, probably was a fictional character that was made real over the past of time. And, and there's lots of things are like this. I mean, the history of paganism is a, is a funny one. They tell us that It all ended about 1,800 years ago, and yet the, the we know for a fact that up until about 400 years ago that the Vatican was still launching crusades into Karelia and Prussia, funny enough, in parts of Europe where they're currently in the news, to wipe out these pagan kingdoms that were supposedly not supposed to exist. They all, they added The Vatican had the smoking gun in all this. They seem to have added at least 600 years to the calendars in order to make big themselves up. And yeah, I, there's loads of weird anomalies like that. So if that's a lie, if perhaps they, they added 400 to 1,000 years, what else have they added? Or what else have they subtracted? Because we've heard of the Book of Enoch that was removed, removed from the Bible. What else have they done? Oh, well, I, one very controversial theory I put forward is that they actually based the image of Jesus Christ on the crucifix on the, the Nordic god Odin. I have a film on my Beyond Room 313 channel called Who Stole the All-Father? And basically, the image of the crucifix didn't even exist until about a thousand years ago, or maybe much later, 700 years ago. The symbol for Christianity was a fish or two keys. And even St. Augustine suggested that a fitting symbol for Christianity would be a cockerel. And that's why you have a cockerel as the symbol of 
the, like the religious French and stuff like that. And uh, the crucifix suddenly appears out of nowhere at around the same time they started to uh, con- so-called convert the Germanic and Nordic, Nord- Nordic tribes of Northern Europe. And lo and behold, you have this guy now hanging off a cross, where previous to that, you can find absolutely no artwork anywhere or references to Jesus being crucifixed. It appears, it appears out of the blue after like centuries and centuries. And it, it, it's, it's so beautifully timed with, to do with the conversion of Europe, uh, Northern Europe and Germanic and pagan Europe into, uh, into Christianity. And the whole, they're, they're, they take, they take Odin hanging off the actress ill tree and they put Jesus on it instead. They've done things like this a lot. They're very, very devious. Well, then we dive into the astrotheology aspect of all of this. And I know this may offend some of my Christian listeners, but that's okay. We have the sun, S-U-N, and then we have the sun, Jesus, S-O-N. But if you see the painting of the Last Supper, you see the disciples in clusters of three, which depict the four seasons. And then you have the December 21st, which is the winter solstice. And then three days later... The sun rises again from the dead, meaning Jesus or the sun. So why do you think that they put astrotheology or maybe even Egyptology injected into Christianity? Well, because there was no other story other than this story of a guy who was a rabbi who was executed by the Romans for saying he was the Messiah. Other than that, there wasn't much else to the story. And you're not going to sell a religion based on a very basic story of martyrdom so they had to embellish it hence the reason why the roman empire adopted christianity and again i'm not trying to insult anyone's religion this is your own business right and if you have faith good luck to you but i'm telling you for a fact that the, the constantine and the roman army only incorporated christianity into the roman empire because christians were known to be violent and crazy they were the isis of their day and they, the Romans figured out, we can get these guys, we can make this the religion of the army. The army won't fear debt. And uh, they had Mitraism, which was already, already the, the common religion among the Roman army was Mitraism. And that was a, pa- a Persian pagan god. It was monotheistic religion, but it was pagan. And uh, they just changed, they, they t- took the, he was born of a virgin. He died, you know, on December 25th. He, the whole thing, they just put the, st- took the story of Mitra and just put Jesus on it instead. And as for the astrotheology stuff, well, that goes back to the whole thing of Saul Invictus and the, the sort of other cults that existed in the late Roman Empire. And one particular interesting and fascinating cult that happened in Rome just as Christianity was starting to take off was a thing called the Dismanibus, which was a, a fascinating debt cult where the Roman middle classes and upper classes developed this kind of weird nihilistic cult where they worshipped the dead. They actually would try to communicate with them. And they started doing things like locking themselves in caves and stuff to try and communicate with dead ancestors. Now, that opens up, that opens a whole kettle of fish regarding possible, you know, connections and being fooled by entities and so on. But it was literally the Roman Empire went into this bizarre debt cult right before Christianity was made the official religion. And a lot of the Dismanibus cult and the early forms of Christianity, you can't tell one from the other. They're both the same kinds of the same groups and the same people. It happened among the sort of like the funny enough that the, it, it, it's so similar to the climate change thing today, where the upper middle class and the rich all love it. 
and the working class and the lower middle class think it's a lot of crap. It's, it's it was just so it's the same kind of weird thing that happened. But yet, it, it, again, it, the timing was perfect. It almost you know you can almost sense that someone above that was was organizing all these things to happen so it'll be a seamless transmission transition. Well, if anybody doubts of the possibility of the Christians during that time being like ISIS, just look at the history of Hypatia. And there's a great movie out there that depicts what happened. Um, what do you think, when you look at that time and the way they killed Hypatia because she was a, a teacher of a modern-day mystery school, which is exactly what I think this platform is. You and I are having a modern-day mystery school conversation. And you see the way we are being censored. And I know you're going through the same thing with your YouTube channel. So have I. My channel has been there for almost 15 years. And it every single day, it loses subscribers all the time. It's almost like a, a book burning or a, or a slow silencing that's taking place. Yeah, the Hypatia thing is interesting. Uh, well, she was a pagan. I mean, she she was a classical pagan. Uh, we it's only in recent times we come to call that stuff mystery schools. Although, like the the modern, the, the sort of like the, the the classical mystery schools of Europe did tap very deeply into a lot of the things that she would have come from. But she was a classical pagan, and there was a see what happened was there's a book called uh, the Darkening Age by an Oxford professor called Catherine Nixby. And it just it basically describes the early days of Christianity in terms of how it infiltrated the Roman Empire. And literally, it was a bunch of guys who just came out of the desert and then sort of come out of all these various groups, particularly things like the Maccabees and the uh, the Zealots. And there was a, a kind of a, a, a psychiatric episode happened among Jews following the destruction of the temple by the Romans and then the fall of Masada. And some of them became very disenfranchised and very angry. And they actually were attacking mainstream Orthodox Jews. And they, they, they eventually had what became the Christians. They were a breakaway Jewish sect. And they basically came out of the Syrian desert carrying hammers. And the first thing they ever they attacked was the, temp, the temple of Athena at Palmyra, which ironically, 1800 years later, was destroyed by the uh, ISIS and uh, finished off. And... Uh, from that point on, they were they were they were uh, early Jews at that period were terrified of the Christians, and so were many pagans who lived in that world at the time. But Constantine, he was a, the great the Roman emperor. He was a very intelligent and very clever, devious Machiavellian type individual, and he saw like if we had that kind of mentality, because they were they were they would go to their their deaths unafraid to die martyrdom. And he said, "That's that's the ideal mentality for a Roman soldier," and that's why he 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 stopped the prohibition against Christianity in the empire, and gave this sort of blessing for the army to become Christian. Because if you're if you're going to go to heaven when you die, then you're not going to be afraid of of death. And so, you know, what what people talk about early Christianity, what they're really talking about was a breakaway Jewish sect that was extremely violent. And was not even, you know, even Jews were terrified of it. And just by chance, they became, I suppose you could compare it to like what's happened in Afghanistan, actually getting all the weapons when the U.S. pulled out. They just, you know, they just, it's funny enough, these extremist groups somehow seem to end up in the mainstream. And they were probably the worst example of it. Would you agree that Hypatia was the greatest of the, in history, the greatest of the pagan martyrs? 
Uh, well, there were so many. Remember, they, they killed millions. Yeah. I mean, at the time, Christianity. Thank you for listening. To unlock the full two-hour interview, including video formats, downloads, transcripts, exclusive articles, and more, subscribe to Veritas Plus now. Gain access to our entire archive dating back to 2008. Just click subscribe at veritasradio.com. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. Subscribe now. To listen to the rest and all of our exclusive material, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or join the Veritas Plus family by subscribing. Click on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store for focused life force energy. Get a 15-day free trial today with no credit card required. And if you want to get in touch with Mel, want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion, or have feedback, just click on the contact button on our website at veritasradio.com. Now, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or subscribe to listen to the rest of the interview. You don't want to miss it. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. What are you waiting for? Subscribe now at veritasradio.com.